on his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Is this the tiger? Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam. Iguodala. It's funny to hear females talk about routes. Like. Backseat hosted by Clark and Ethan. It's funny. Hello and welcome to From the Backseat. I am your host, Ethan, and we are on October 2nd with the ending of week four of the NFL season. And I am joined by my co-host. What up, guys? Clark here as usual. Daniel Jones giving Joe Burrow a run for his money of worst quarterback in the league right now. So it's it's been a really good showing out of uh, Daniel. Um, what can you say? Go 49ers. I actually, you know what? I was worried for Seahawks fans for a second there that Geno Smith might be gone. Drew Locke had to come in for a brief second. Drew Locke, who I still believe, might be kind of sneaky good, but we'll never know. No, he's not going to get his opportunity. No, he never will. And he probably isn't good either. I just aesthetically like how he throws the football, and that has convinced me that he actually could be decent. Yeah, except no other teams believe that. And he's also just not good. The numbers don't support that under any circumstance. No, he didn't he have like the highest turnover percentage out of like any quarter in the modern era for a while. No, I mean, he did, but he also like wrapped Yeezys. I put on like that was that was a big moment for him. I th- he, I think I legitimately bought him another year of starting in Denver because people were like, who else is doing that? Yeah, that's swag that I mean, dancing drew lock, man. They did like that stupid Buzz Lightyear celebration too one time where he did like, yes. Need that, that dance after they came back on the Chargers. Yeah, I mean that was dancing Drew Locke. That was tough. I forgot yeah. about that. You're the KJ Hamler too. Yep. We need Drew Locke to do that celebration in the next Toy Story game. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Uh, speaking of the Toy Story game, did you did you watch any of it? No. You know, shockingly, I did not wake up at 6 a.m. to watch Jaguars and Falcons. Um, that didn't really move the needle for me, but did catch some of the highlights. Um, I did like the highlights in the version of like, you know, Bijan Robinson in toy story form. I thought it was actually kind of fun. I, I liked myself. I, th- I think it's fun. I think it's fun for kids. I, I don't think, I think they should do it. It makes sense. I mean, look, I think ESPN is not very good at, uh, their production for football anyway. So yeah, I enjoyed watching a toy story version a little bit on the highlights, even just more than I enjoy their most of their pregame lead up. So yeah, I would say continue to do it. And look, I mean, there were glitches in it, but they were animating it in real time. I mean, that's pretty crazy feat just in itself. Yeah. I mean, I think that was another thing that was remarkable was just how good the movement looked just with sensors inside the pads and motion cameras on the sideline for a first go that went remarkably well. It kind of looks like backyard football, like the, Wii that game. is what it kind of looks like. I mean, obviously there's original PC version, but the one on the Wii, that's what it kind of looked like. So for sure. I mean, I don't know. Um, like the Duke so Kaboom least... halftime show too. Oh, I didn't see any of the Duke Kaboom. Halftime you could actually show. bet on the Duke. Kaboom. There's a bet. Will Duke Kaboom land his halftime jump? And he did. It was wow, like good for Duke Kaboom. Wait, yep. people think he didn't think he would. I don't know. Maybe Duke wouldn't hit one. I don't know, but he did. He gave the people what they wanted. Thank you, Duke. Good for Duke. Duke Kaboom. Yes. Um, the one thing I will say about the Toy Story because I watched some of the second half and then I switched over to the real one. Um, they had no commercials, which was kind of nice. And instead yeah. of commercials, it was NFL trivia. You see. I mean, I guess it was they kind can... of fun. Like I was sitting there like, oh, that's that was nice. And they, they weren't like easy trivia questions. It wasn't mm-hmm. like how many points is a field goal worth? Like some of them were like um, they had next gen stat ones of like how long does a quarterback typically have in the pocket before releasing the ball? See, I think they knew that they would get more of an audience over there. That's why they yeah. probably did that. Obviously, it's intended for kids, but they know maybe like parents have to watch who are obsessed football fans or degenerates who wake up at 6 a.m. and watch the Toy Story version. Well, the other thing about it is I don't have ESPN Plus, but I that's do true. have Disney Plus. And it I was on Disney Plus. And that's what you'd watch. Such a great point. So yeah. I was watching it on Disney Plus on my TV, and then I started – I have NFL Plus, so I started watching on my phone. That's actually what I'm watching the current game on right now. NFL, I have plus, NFL plus over here. Um, NFL plus. Should we do our week three whip around? Yeah, week four, but yes. 
Oh, you're right. We're we are in week four. Sorry, we didn't do a week three. Week four. We didn't do a week three. No, we didn't do a week three. That's okay. So we can go into week four. All right, let's go into week four. Um, let me get up the schedule. Yeah, please now, do. Now, now my uh, whole setup is all messed up because I'm watching this game, watching Daniel Jones try to throw some footballs, um, which he's just utterly playing very bad right well, now. Well, it's okay. But, the Giants can trade for Drew Locke. They still have time. All right. Uh, so let's start on Thursday night. I, I don't. Put yourself back into Thursday night to think on the, uh, where the Lions destroyed oh. the Green Bay Packers. I mean, that that's a, that's a statement game for the Lions, I think. That is now two straight times going back to the last week of last season and then Thursday night where they dominated in Lambeau. I liked in the post game how Ryan Goff, I'm sorry, not, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick had said pregame that Jared Goff was a poor man's Matt Ryan. And yeah. Jared Goff checked him on it. I thought that was kind of fun. I think it was very, you know, tongue in cheek. It didn't really have any sort of mean demeanor behind it. But the Lions are a good football team. Jared Goff is playing good football. I think it just shows the uh, the moxie and confidence they kind of have. So it, that's a that's a big statement win for the Lions. I think for sure. All right, our next one: Jacksonville beats Atlanta. So talking about the Toy Story game. I mean, that one was kind of weird because I didn't think Jacksonville played great. I'd say uh, still lots unknown for Jacksonville is really my takeaway is that Lawrence has kind of been inconsistent like he was at the start of last season. You're still sort of waking, waiting for that offense to break out more because even their two wins that they've had this season, not super impressive week one against Indy who looks sneaky. Now that wasn't that great. They kind of blew a lead there and then Atlanta, they beat them, but it didn't really feel as impressive as it probably should have been. So that's that. This is what my hot take is gonna be. Mm. Um, I'm just gonna say it now because okay. you kind of led up to it. So it's two part. So I'm giving myself a little bit of an out if I'm wrong on one okay. of the parts. So first, I do not think Jacksonville is gonna win the AFC South. Okay, that's where I'm starting. All right. And the team I think is gonna win is the team you just called sneaky. I think the Colts will end up winning this division. I think that defense is a lot better than people are giving it credit for. I think Anthony Richardson is super dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that offensive line is pushing people around. And eventually, Jonathan Taylor is going to come back into that building, whether he wants to or not. And that's going to be a whole nother. That'll be a whole nother element. I agree. I still kind of worry about the outside pieces in Indianapolis. Pittman Jr., I like him a lot. Yeah. But it's Alec Pierce, who I was hoping would take a leap forward with Richardson, but really hasn't done much. No. And I mean, outside of that, you got basically tight ends that are really like Ogletree. It's not really anything impressive, but I do agree. I think Anthony Richardson has done everything that I thought he would. I was a huge Anthony Richardson guy. I kind of pushed for him to be, in my mind, the number one overall pick, which Carolina, you might regret that now. No, uh, not Anthony Richardson. You might regret it because of the guy picked number two. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So you're looking pretty stupid right now over there in Carolina because the other two guys look really freaking good behind you. So, but anyway, yeah, I, I I don't disagree. I don't hate that hot take on the Colts possibly taking the South. Um, I don't even know if I like the Colts, but I still kind of like my team that I called sneaky at the beginning of the season. I still think the Texans, I the Texans kind of showing a lot too. They're they're also pretty sneaky, a little frisky. Yeah, I mean, this is another another odd take. Is um, there is no doubt in my mind, and I know it's hard to to take this right now, and they say it every year. But I'm sorry, the the Steelers are not going to have a winning record this year. It doesn't look like it. Kenny Pickett looks horrible. He no. So when you said the worst quarterback in the league, I really thought to myself, it's Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris might be the worst quarterback and running back combo in the entire league. It's Those hard two are to bumbling morons. I mean, Kenny Pickett, when he's back there, it doesn't look like he's processing very well at all. Um, you can see the arm strength lacks. The accuracy isn't great. And then he gets hurt, so the mobility is going to be down. So truthfully, you don't have much there. And he's kind of addicted to turning the football over. Like last year, he did it a little bit, but he was clutch and got them back into games, especially in primetime last season when they, for some reason, had a flurry of them still. But he's taking a huge step back. I I don't know if it's because Mike Canada is still the OC and he's that bad at calling games. But thirty to six to the Texans, that's bad. 
really bad. So really, really bad. Um, well, so let, let's continue on with the whip around. Yeah. So uh, the big marquee game of the day, which felt like it was going to be early on. And then one team just ran away with it, which mm-hmm. is Buffalo over Miami. <sighs> I mean, I it's more about what the Bills did. Certainly, I think they look great. That was a maybe chip on their shoulder game. But I still think. And we've talked about this. Tua still looked like a system quarterback. That was a game where you needed, in my mind, you needed your quarterback to take over. Say, hey, we can't. We got to really get you to dig deep. Find us something here. Horrible performance. Now, I mean, overall for Miami, not great. But people continue. I'm still looking for Tua to have games against top tier teams where he takes over. He does it. It's cool when you score 70 against Denver, but when you got an on-the-road divisional game and you get smacked around, that's why people raise the question about where he is. Well, I think the other thing that people are forgetting is like, look, Miami is, it's a very good offense. Yeah. And I'm not taking that away, but you have to kind of take the first four games with a grain of salt. Cause even Bill Belichick has said it on numerous occasions, the first four games is like an extension of the preseason. A lot of these mm-hmm. teams are figuring out what they are, yep. um, where they're at. And Miami blowing the doors off is great early on. But, I mean, we'll. this is not a good trajectory for especially, and this is something people are not talking about. They've played two really good offenses in the Chargers and Bills. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten the doors broken off them. I would tell I you mean, agree. Hey, I mean, between the two teams, they gave up a combined 40 points in the average over the two. I tend to agree. I think what's shocking sort of too, is that they invested in this pass rush. And I feel like obviously it came up big at the end against the chargers. That's only because they started selling out like six or seven guys and Herbert just couldn't find someone. They were not getting to Allen. The receivers were winning all over the field against the Miami secondary. So I think it's a great point that, yes, the two top-end offenses they have faced barely held on to one, really shouldn't have, and the other one they got, I mean, they gave up, what, a 50-burger practically? So yeah. that tells you a lot right there. Um, so let's move on to our next game, uh, which is, well, speaking of Denver, Denver and the Chicago Bears. I mean, that was... For a game of two just dog shit teams, that was like kind of fun. And but it ended about as bad as it could if you're a Bears fan. I mean, I mean, what can you say? At least the Bears didn't think about they might have the number one and two pick. I mean, if you're a Bears fan, just fucking hold on to that because that's really all that there is to look forward to. I I mean, I think Fields looks nice. That was good for Justin Fields, but I still think the Broncos are the get right game for everyone at this point. So what does that really tell you? And they freaking lost. So, and not only that, but Matt Eberflus probably should have been fired after that game. What was that? Fourth and one, they called the timeout and then they handed it off. Like the ball should have been in Fields' hands, not handing it off to a undersized running back in Khalil Herbert on the first and I mean, fourth and maybe a yard and a half. And it's just a disaster if you're a Bears fan, truthfully. Um, so Drew uh, chimed in. Bears going Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. I feel like that would be the dream. But that let's be, be honest. The Bears are going to bear themselves, and they're going to fall out of the number one. No, two I, pick. They're I, not going to have either of them. No, either they will. That is, I think it's a very real possibility. Or the Bears, not enough credit. They're so fucking stupid. They'll fuck it up. Like, they'll get the number one and two, and they'll pick the wrong guys. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. Or they'll pick the right guys, and they can't develop them. Like, I always, like, this is a tangent on the Bears. I fucking drank the Kool-Aid on the Bears. That's why I'm pissed right now about them. But let's be honest, folks. People are like, if the Bears drafted Mahomes, oh, what would have happened? They probably would have screwed that up. They probably would have screwed the kid up, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. No, I mean, that's a thing that people don't give credit for especially with that draft class of like, oh, look at all these teams that missed missed on the GOAT on Mahomes, whatever. Um, you cannot tell me any other team was developing Mahomes into this. He, no. The only person that could do this is Andy Reid, and I could buy the argument, maybe Bill Belichick, um, but you needed a top five coach like all time to make Mahomes what he is. 
he got the greatest offensive minded coach in NFL history as someone to learn under for a year. Yeah. He was got a guy who was going to scheme everything perfectly for him at the start and be like, Hey, you're going to learn on things as you go kid. And he did. I mean, that was a perfect scenario. I, so yeah, the bears, they could have number one and two picks if they want. They'll probably screw it up in some way or the other. I mean, and also a lot of people don't give this credit when talking about the chiefs. They also had a collection of crazy weapons at the start of Mahomes' career. Yeah. With, I mean, they had Tyree Kill, they had Travis Kelsey, and a lot of people forget this. They had Sammy Watkins for a majority when of that time decent, as their number when two. He was still solid, yeah. Um, but I just let, think like they were under so like lasting the Chiefs with the development. They were a good team at the time, too. Alex Smith was good with them. They were a solid yeah. team already. This was not I mean, like usually when you're picked inside the top 10, you're going to a bad situation. He went to a good one. He did. So, well, I mean, remember the Chiefs traded all the way up from like, well, I know, I know, which was smart on them because Reed saw what he wanted and he got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's start whipping through these. Mm -hmm. Um, let's just do like very quick reactions Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, class the AFC North of the Ravens. They are the class of the AFC North. It's no question at this point. Lamar's playing at just a god tier level right now. It's crazy. So, I'm going to skip uh, the Bengals game and we'll come back to it. Yeah. Um, we're going to do Rams at Indianapolis. So Rams at Indianapolis, I mean, good win for the Rams. Richardson continues to progress, looks like a beast. I think Josh Allen 2.0 is what he's tracking to right now. I mean, you watch him, that ball flies out of his hand. He's a freak athlete. Tampa win at New Orleans. <sighs> Snoozer Bowl, who cares about those two teams? Neither of them are going to make noise all year. Derek Carr sucks still. Saints fans convince themselves that, like, he's good. He's not. So, yeah. Um, did you hear the crazy Alvin Kamara stat? I didn't even know this until uh, no. this morning. Do you know what his receiving line was? Probably like 10 catches for like 11 yards. Honestly, you're not that far off. He had 13 catches for 33 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, the Saints are bullshit. Like, people think they're good. I mean, I was there were so many people like the Saints are a sleeping giant. No, they're not. They're bad. I mean, that defense is really good. It's just it's that good. offense is awful. What's crazy to me about the Saints last thing is it like they keep handing out these contract extensions. They have no cap room. How do they keep doing this? It's because they just keep pushing it back and back and back. And it's because then they end up with all these mid players that they have. Well, they'll be eternally mid then, I guess. Congrats to the Saints. All right. Washington at the Eagles. The Eagles won. Sam Howell continues to impress. That's all I, I take away from it, really. The Eagles good win, but Sam Howell and Washington – I like a lot what I've seen from Sam Howell. Sam Howell had a really bad week three, though. He did have a terrible week three, but an impressive week four on the road in the hostile environment. He stepped up, made some clutch plays. Minnesota at the Panthers. Yikes, Bryce. Not looking good over there. That is no. shockingly bad. He really might bad. be the worst. He's in the conversation of worst starter in the league. I would tend to agree, because especially... Like, again, they put Andy Dalton in last week, and they had, like, 420 yards of total offense, and they put Bryce Young back in, and it was like, we can't do anything. So, no. yikes, Bryce. I like it, but yikes. So, we already touched on it, but Pittsburgh at Houston. I mean, I'm so happy to see it. But C.J. Stroud looks great. Texans, looks great. Texans are developing. They uh, D'Amico Ryans looks like a great head coach. Um, unfortunately I am concerned about their ceiling because their ownership group is so stupid. However, a lot of good pieces should be excited if you're a Texans fan. Um, we're going to skip the chargers game and go yeah. to Patriots at Dallas. All right, Mac Jones, it's over, bud. Pack it up. That, <laughs> uh, shit's over. So I hope you enjoyed the ride. Um, I don't even know what I see in Mac. Like Mac Jones is terrible there. There's nothing. Yeah, he's there. It's yeah, over. It's bad. Yeah. Um, Arizona at San Francisco. Um, so I'll take away from Arizona on this one. I, I Arizona surprising to me, really. I think uh, Gannon, the head coach, that's his last name. Uh, yeah, it's Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan, I was gonna say Rich Gannon. That's the announcer. Jonathan Gannon. He's impressed me as a head coach. I called him the Kendall Roy of the NFL before the season started, but that's a succession reference for those who are aware. And um, they've looked decent. They hung with San Francisco. I know the score got out of hand, but I think. The Cardinals are frisky. They're a little, they got some good encouraging signs. All right. So let's go back now to the Bengals game. Yeah. So Tennessee at Bengals. Cause I want to save the Chiefs game for last. Yeah. So All here's right, my so, thoughts. I'll keep, I'll keep it real short. Um, right. 
really the like people can talk about the defense people can talk about the running game there you can talk about the play calling the, the problem is is that you have a quarterback who is clearly not fucking healthy joe burrow is like it, it shows how important it is for an nfl offense to be able to operate as they want to either not just from out of gun he can't move like you can make all the other excuses you want but the reality is, is that the head of the ship is completely useless right now he can't do anything and that sucks and as much as i love joe burrow you know i love joe burrow and i think he is still a great quarterback right now he is atrocious he's killing us yeah it's a. Uh... but speaking of bad quarterback play i just want to let you know daniel jones just threw another pick okay well that's really good for daniel jones that's awesome so i mean again at the end of the day you can make any excuses like people are like oh the defense could stand up the defense gets a five second break and they're back on the field what do you want them to do like we can't sustain drives we can't go deep teams used to be petrified to blitz joe burrow but now they know he can't move so they just send six and say deal with it so another thing people aren't considering about the defense and um this is i think a huge point getting lost in the mix is they're down in the first half and pretty much I think they've been down every single game. We haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter yet. Yeah, and you've scored one first half touchdown. Yeah. So I mean, they're immediately getting put on their heels all game. So the whole game. No, I, I like again, I I don't think like I don't want to hear the conversation about the defense. I like even with stuff with Zach Taylor, like, okay, yeah, could they scheme shit better? Sure. But they're so limited what they can do right now because the quarterback can't do what he normally does. Like Joe's a shell of himself. Yeah, it's really rough. And again, I don't think like next year, obviously, I mean, I'm already thinking of next year, which is pathetic, but I don't know what more he can do right now. I know he wants to be out there, but I know, and I think you know too, the Joe Burrow that you see him when he's healthy and operating, this is the farthest thing I've ever seen from it. Mechanics yeah. are horrible. Reads are like he's scared to get hit. He's just not, he's not comfortable. He can't move. It's all, the reason we're losing games is because of him. He is 95% of the issue. Agreed. I mean, it's really bad. It's yeah, really, I mean, really the only it didn't get way, any better with T. Higgins getting hurt. No, the only way, the only way that this gets better is if he gets healthy. And I don't know how that happens. I don't I mean, they just they just need to sit him at some point and just. I agree. I because I mean, you can say he was on the injury report all last week. I don't that dude. I mean, his mechanics usually so crisp. This dude is fading away. He can't plant. He can't push off. It's like this isn't the same guy. This isn't. No, I know what it looks like. And I, when, I, when he's on, he's a top three quarterback in the NFL. This is atrocious. I mean, uh, Drew said that's the new QB money. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I feel like he. I, I do know. Feel like there is part of the pressure where he's like, he wants to be out there, but he probably shouldn't be out there. Like, there's really. Uh, I want to say one more thing about the Bengals. Yeah, go for it. How much money do you think T. Higgins is like losing right now? A lot. This has gone I mean, about as bad as it could so have been. bad. <laughs> he had a great week two, but then he's been he dropped so many balls in week three. He has a broken rib now. This has gone about as sideways as it could for him. Like it's really bad right now. And if he misses time, the thing that's gonna suck too is if he misses time and like say like a guy that everyone was really high on Andre Yosevich, who's like tested super well, played well in the preseason. If he comes out there and plays well, then you're going to be like, Oh, you're losing a lot of money here. So it's going to just been bad for Diego. I mean, or he's just going to go somewhere else, but I don't even know if other teams are going to, because I mean, not going to lie. Like, I mean, another guy who lost a lot of money is Mike Williams. I mean, we didn't even pay, week yeah, three, we, but that's we, just we unfortunate, week. but he was playing yeah. really well. No T it's like, I, <laughs> that game on Monday night, he dropped like five yeah. stone cold to his hands. I was I like, think it was what like are you something doing? Like he had like 10 targets and only like two receptions or something. I know. So, and he's not even like making the contested catches when he gets one-on-ones. It's like, dude, you can't be, that's what you do. You can't lose those. So no, no he's, he's himself a ton. atrocious right now. Yeah. So it's been about as bad as you could ask for it to be, to be a Bengals fan. It sucked. So what do you well, um, to change the note a little bit yeah. over to the Chargers. Uh, I don't really have much to say about the Chargers game besides for Khalil Mack hates the Raiders. Yeah. Do you want to hear the stats of Khalil Mack as a Charger versus the Raiders? 
I mean, if when you have six sacks, I know he always just dominates the defensive side of the I mean, the, the end so, position when he's out. There. As a Charger, he's had 15 sacks. That's pretty good. Do you know how many of them have come against the Raiders? Probably like nine, 12. He's had nine. Nine of them have come against. Actually, I think it's 10 because he had he had three in the first game, one in the second, and then six. Not a boy. He has 15 sacks, and 10 of them have come against the Raiders. Well, he had been like objectively bad this season, too, from what I recall on the pass rush side. So, yeah, I mean, it's the it he was really bad through week two, and then week three, he was good. And then this week, he probably had maybe the best defensive performance out of any player in the entire I mean, I mean with even, sacks, he had three forced fumbles on top of his six sacks. It would have been crazy if they would have lost that game, FYI. Oh, it would have been crazy. They but tried I, to, too. <laughs> they, yes. I, I will say the, both fourth and ones, both weeks, I agree with. I I totally understand the idea of yes, going for I do, it. too. I, I have no problem with that. It's just the Chargers are allergic to just closing out games. I mean, that shouldn't have even been a close game, to be honest. No, it shouldn't I mean, have. I just, okay, like... It, this is only funny to me, but everyone says the like indefensible play is that like brotherly push play as they call it from Philadelphia. Oh yeah. And then the chargers tried to do it and they got pushed back a yard. Well, So what's like, crazy is the giants also tried it in this game and they got pushed back a yard. It's basically only the Eagles can do it. It's just everyone. Everyone's I, I know, but I was just, it was just so funny. I was like, oh my it was God, so funny. They, it was, please. it's just so stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, going on. Um. Also, Asante Samuel just falling huge down pick. the ground. I huge mean, that was a huge pick. pick. I couldn't believe he didn't run it back. I was like, you had the quarterback. Oh, and it. also, I want to say something to, to all the Charger fans who hate Staley. You guys are morons for thinking. So there's a, like, when he got the pick, you see Staley on the sideline. He's jumping up and down celebrating. And Charger fans have decided that was him telling him to get down. No. It's totally him just, like, going like this. Going crazy, yeah. Because he was like, I, I mean, just might have saved my job. And like all these Charger fans after the game were like, Brandon Staley was telling him to go down. It's like objectively, no. that's not what's happening. He had one person to beat. I was when he went down immediately, even my mom, who was like watching with us, she's like, Why did he do that? They're like, they're gonna have the chance to get the ball back now. But so I was in, I mean, I was in the stadium, so I was I was going crazy. I wasn't even paying attention, and I had no idea what the clock was. But like afterwards, it, like watching it back, it's just like you're like what just were you run doing? past the fat quarterback, and even if you don't get like forty extra yards, I you know, like get on the other way. side of the field, not your own yeah. like seven yard line. I mean, so. it, good for Justin Herbert though. Justin Herbert All needed the ball that. at the end of the that game. Was, that was such a toss. I could not believe, like, first off, they didn't throw it to Keenan. Like, no. they went to Josh Palmer, who already had a really bad drop on a play yeah. very similar to that about two drives ago. And they went to him, maybe a little OPI, but there's a lot of hand fighting. But yeah. I, it was just a perfect ball, especially with his finger all screwed up, broken it, like middle finger. I guess his nail was just smashed. Yeah. So, that was, I great mean, play. that was a crazy throw. I mean, that's what he needed. He needed yeah. some kind of, like, clutch thing to get us back on track and i mean that that was a i mean you got to give kellen Moore a lot of credit though for calling i agree that. but that's why um, you have a quarterback like like i think that's the right play call like i always think with yeah. the Bengals, like at the end of the game when you have to finish it put it in your best player's hands like if you have yeah. the one-on-one that should be the throw i mean you want to end the game you pay the guy to end the game and that's what he did yep agreed so it was a good Chargers one, though. I mean, it was a little bit hairy, right. but it was a good win. A little bit hairy. So yeah. let's let's talk about the most controversial game of the week, which has to do with Miss like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, the NFL and Taylor Swift. I actually made it the thumbnail. I I didn't send it to you. That's fine. Um, but I think it's. I appreciate that, though. I mean, so right now the thumbnail is Taylor Swift standing in the box, and I put the official. NFL Twitter headline of yeah that was her Chiefs are two and zero as Swifties. It's crazy. So they played the Bears and the Jets. Keep that in mind. So that's not that goddamn hard. I mean, it's also is the league just basically admitting that they're rigging these games to do what they want? Because that last drive was maybe the most obvious that officiating I've ever holding seen. that they called or whatever on the pick. 
Like, talk on a bailout if there ever was one. I mean, the ref waited till the pick happened. I know the ball, like it was intercepted. They were on the return. And then like, as he's circling back, you see the round and then that's the call. It wasn't blocking the back, which I kind of thought it would be for some reason. Like, oh no, it was defensive holding. Okay. If you're going to call that throw it when it happens, not five seconds after the fact, that was crazy. That was crazy. I mean, the missed hold on Donovan Smith was even crazier with the ref standing right behind him. I agree. I think, I mean, I, I would like to think that there is no collusion because it's a professional sports game. And yes, that would be crazy. But when you see calls like that, you get why like that. And then as a Bengals fan, when they got just the extra redo third down in the AFC championship game, you just sit there and you think, why is it always one team? Like it felt like when Brady would get bailed out back in the day with New England. Why is it always one team that seems to be on the right side every single time? I mean, again, it feels like in every single Chiefs game, when it gets close at the end, there's some there's bullshit. Some call that goes for them. And it's usually it's their freaking defense. Yeah. Because they just bail them out. This game was one of the most obvious. Again, they started with the ball with 730. And the refs were able to help them milk the clock all the way. So they kept the ball. Also, I'm going to lose my mind if I hear any announcers continue to just like slurp on Mahomes the entire game. Yeah, this he didn't play is... well again, I thought. He wasn't like that Zach good. Zach Wilson movie. outplayed him. I agree. Zach Wilson actually kind of looked, that was, I don't know if like he, uh, I don't know, got into like, you know, Aaron Rodgers' peyote stash and just kind of like let loose before the game, but. He looked the most comfortable I'd seen him his entire career, practically. It was a good game for Zach. No, he, he, he looked better than he usually but... does. For sure. But, uh, I mean, oh God, I was so mad. Last no, the holding the holding call was bad. That, the holding there was call a lot was bad. bad the defensive holding was bad. And again, these are both on third and super long. That's the other thing. I know. You're just kind of like, They're both on third and super long. And like, I mean, if you're a Jets player, like. You got to feel it, too. You got to feel it. I mean, that was awful. The whole thing was bad. I don't know. I'm I'm so over it. And then the league to come out afterwards and make everything like, oh, wow, look at look at us with all our Taylor Swift love. Are you actually let me ask you this? Are Smith you people. are you tired of the Taylor Swift stuff already two weeks into it? Yeah, I was tired of it. I was so a Sunday night football. Really, you didn't like, you're not a fan of it. You're like, oh, get the shit out of here. It's so obvious what they're doing. <laughs> it's so obvious from both sides. People like, started to speculate this, that it's like a whole like sham marketing. It is. It is. No, wait. You actually think it's a sham? Do you know how many how many trailers they showed last night during Sunday night football for her Eras Tour movie? I can't believe there's going to be an Eras Tour movie. That's crazy to me in its own right. But that show, I don't know. I. I they would like three, it. and it comes out in two weeks. It's. I don't think it's marketing. I think Travis really. It's total that. marketing. I mean, it, there might be some truth to it, like on the minimalist, but you cannot tell me this isn't just a whole marketing scheme from Taylor Swift. I don't know. Maybe it is, but at the Look same time, how many time... eyes are on her? Look at how many people are. They had thirty million viewers on the game last night. They have so many eyes on her. And they because the Swifties are learning football, man. They're they're slowly grasping. That is the funny. That is, Give them I will say that is that's hilarious to me. Give them a week and they'll understand analytics. Like they will they'll Did be you see the, the questions going into the new heights podcast oh that my they God, were asked. The field goal. Like that was <laughs> great. Those were great, but Once like see, down. See, okay, that's the thing is that some people get really annoyed by it, but for me, it's like I'm infatuated because there's so many other people who are coming over, like Taylor Swift fans who are like what is this game? And it's funny to me. And I don't know, like not funny because it's like, oh, ha ha. Someone's trying to understand it. But me and you, like, I don't know, like the concept, the idea that someone doesn't know what a down is like, that's funny. Like, that's I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I, I like I enjoy it. I mean, yes, it is funny. I'm just so sick of it because it's so obvious that it's so fake. Well, you think it's and a PR scam. It is a PR scam. There's I no think it's real it's love. I think they no, end up saying not. that nope, they're in love. They're she's literally in the this is Kelsey box. Blake Lively was there. That was crazy. There's a lot of celebrities. Yeah. I mean, if you look in the video, it's Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are right next to them. Also, she did get dinner with Brittany Mahomes too, so that feels like it's very real. All of this do- is a 
all of this is such a marketing ploy to make so much money. It, you know what? I you're wrong. This is what real love looks it like. So much. No, don't say this is Not real love. They are milking this to the high hell. How can you know, say that about Taylor? She would never do that. And that's Travis what I have. Either. I have a Swifty at work who is telling me the exact same thing. That oh, it's only Travis who's taking advantage of the situation. Taylor would never do such a thing. She's been doing it her entire career. Whoa, 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 whoa! Her entire career. Her entire career she's been using these relationships to make money okay well you can write us anyone can write a song plenty of people write songs i'm not I mean, saying because of the songs i'm just saying they get her in the tabloids people care about this stuff. oh really dating whatever that matt healy guy that ended up being like super racist and everything that was that was a pr that move. lasted like a total like of a month yeah because everyone found out he was super shitty <laughs> that was actually crazy i don't know people like swift even really mean to travis kelsey too they're like oh he's ugly and i'm like okay I mean, I don't know. First off, not ugly. And I'm like, this is also like the first guy she hasn't dated that doesn't look like he had like some sort of, I don't know, like the bubonic plague. Like that, Travis Kelsey at least looks like he is, I don't know, like he eats amply. I, that maybe it's me to say, but I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're going to make it. I think this is real love. You can sign that right now. This is not good. a PR scam. He had the bracelet. He went to her show. What more do you need? It's a PR scam. Right. It's a total PR scam. When that's she funny. heard it on the New Heights podcast, she's like, wow, that's actually a really good idea. He's you think on the most popular team. Right. He's not tuning into the New Heights podcast. Yeah, but her social media managers are. I don't know about that. Her team is. She's one of the best marketers in the world. There's a reason that she's about to be a liquid billionaire. And about Okay, like, well, she's also in love with Travis Kelsey, so please. Oh, yeah, respectful. she's in love. Well, yeah. You're over here slandering this beautiful couple. No, because they're not a real couple. They are. <laughs> What about they They're drove just, away the getaway car together, dude? He even I brought, can like, drive with anyone anywhere at okay, any time. I, I will that say, doesn't I mean do you're in a relationship. I mean, that was like, okay, whatever, fine. You don't believe in true love anymore, I guess. This is what it yeah, is. Yeah, love is dead, actually. It's what you make it sound like. I'm trying to believe in love over here where these two love are making dead. it happen. Love is dead, and it's ruining, it's ruining football for me. No, it's making football... Sort of this is all people want to talk about now. That's all my Twitter feed. That's you don't I mean, have to I'm, look at it. I have to. It's everywhere. During Sunday Night Football, that was the entire game. I'm pretty sure they showed Taylor Swift more than they showed freaking Isaiah Pacheco. That's fine. I still think uh, it's okay. I mean, whatever. We'll see You're how generational this hater. Oh, I am a generational hater. Um. But before we move on, let's talk about your your hot take. I already said what my hot take is, which I think I think it's really that the Jaguars are going to miss or aren't going to win the, the Jaguars NFL. are going to miss the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I not, think it's I'm not going to stamp that they're going to miss the playoffs. I'm going to stamp. They're not going to win the AFC South. Yeah, I'm not going to stamp that they miss the play. Also, the Seahawks just beat the Giants 24-30. Who would have thought? Only everyone. It was like only a weird, everyone. Only everyone. No, you know, actually, it's funny enough. My hot take really was more compounding off one that I had earlier before the season okay. started, which is about the Texans. I, I genuinely think the Texans will be a playoff team at this point. I do. I will stamp that. I think the Texans will somehow sneak in. I think it might be winning the division. I don't know. They own the Jaguars. History shows that. They look good. The defense is playing well. I don't know. Tank Dell, you owe him an apology at some point. You'll do it. That's fine, though. You'll figure it out one day. Yeah, I just think I like a lot of the weapons. Again, Nico Collins. I mean, Damian Pierce in the backfield. Watch out for the, especially in those battle red uniforms. Christ almighty. That was the fitted of all centuries. So I buy the Texans. We'll see. I, I don't think they're going to sneak into the playoff. I think they're going to have a very similar year to like Justin Herbert's first year Fair where enough. they finished like nine and eight and they're really close and could be. I just think the AFC is going to be a little bit too tough when we get down to brass yeah. tags. My other one that I would go with, I don't think it's that hot. I feel like it's kind of running away at this point. Lamar is going to win MVP again. He's going to get his second MVP. Really? Yes. I think Lamar will get his second MVP. I don't know. I, I, I think two Watch is him play. No, I, I mean, think- I, Lamar is playing really well. I just think two, two is the front runner right now. Two is going to screw it up. It's all about Lamar. Big we'll trust. see. I- We'll see for sure. I mean, oh. it might happen. It I'm, will I'm happen. It. Right it now, will. it's Kirko. It's not Kirko. Kirko was never <laughs> MVP. 
I mean, it should be Justin Jefferson. Let's be honest. Or yeah, maybe that'll ever happen. Like that's that's the sad thing. It'll never happen. It should be Justin Jefferson. It should be Joe Burrow. He's played so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that was my hot take. Uh, oh, I could yeah, throw yeah. one more. Yeah, just toss it out there. Why not? See what's going on. Um, one more I got. Um, if you want to set receiving records, this isn't really a hot take. This is more of just an observation. Yeah. If you want to set receiving records, go be the number one for the Rams. Matthew Stafford will just force feed you the ball. Here's the thing, too. Does Cooper Cup's legacy kind of take a hit here with what Puka's doing? I think to an extent, I mean, it does because it's kind of like okay, someone showed up with a similar skill set and they're just doing exactly what you do. Like that offense much. is going to be a little scary when they have two of them. I, I will agree, yeah, but I think it's also a good point. Like Stafford did the same thing, like at the beginning of his career with Megatron, where he's like, "I'm just yeah. throwing you the football," and that's how it's going to be. I saw a stat that was through this time, like the the most players with this many yards at this point in their career, and it was those three. I can and believe it. Like, I mean, yeah, if you want like one guy, record. and he just kind of force feeds, and he's like, "All right, here you go." But yeah, I don't. I don't. That's not a terrible hot take. I, I will say, I think. It's I do really think. Hot take. It's more no, it's more of an observation. But I, I will say, I think Cup's legacy is kind of getting hurt by this. Like maybe he's really not as special as we thought. It's just more of a scheme product. Still really good, but Big Bay and Stafford have a lot to do with it. I have one more hot take. Please shoot. You got, you got a lot of these. Yeah. I think Drew Brees deserves a lot more credit. Why? Because Sean Payton sucks somewhere else? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sean Payton. It's actually, I frankly have enjoyed watching Denver be bad. I've really kind of enjoyed that. I, have Not, to, yeah. I mean, I feel like he talks a lot of shit going into the season, which is crazy for a head coach to do, especially for how bad the Broncos were prior to. And for this to go as bad as it has... Maybe I'm a hater too, but I've liked it. I, I haven't minded it. I haven't minded it either. I've honestly no. rather enjoyed it. Mainly because I hate Russell Wilson because I find him really annoying. I, you know, okay, I don't hate Russell Wilson. Do I think he's a cornball? Yeah, sure. But I'm not going to go as far as say hate. That seems aggressive. Yeah, it's not that I hate him. I just, he's so corny and annoying that it's kind of funny. Oh, well, I mean, he's Mr. Unlimited, so. Yeah, I mean, he's loaded up. Yeah, have you heard the Danger Witch yet? <laughs> oh, they, ooh, still I love they still have a danger witch. Is I have no happening? idea if they still have the danger witch. Hopefully, they uh, let's let's pivot a little bit. Um, yes, tomorrow is the start of Wild Card Weekend, and there's one team that will not be featured, even though uh, they did have a little bit of a they tried scamper towards the end. They really tried, uh, and that's the Padres. Yes. Padres just good enough to break your, your heart once again um, after feeling out of it. Now we are tasked with probably the biggest offseason in their entire franchise's history. Yeah, there's a lot of decisions to be made. Um, not I I'm really concerned. I I know what they should do in my mind. Um, again, just for the season itself, wildly disappointing. I mean, the most anticipated season in Padres franchise history, without question. Um, I made the equivalency in that in terms of just raw numbers. They're a lot like the 2010 Chargers, where if you looked at everything on paper and you just took away yeah. their record, you're like, how good would this team be? And you would suspect great with, you know, the best starting rotation ERA in the National League, the third highest F war among batters in baseball, a closer who's probably ERA wise, best in baseball, guy who's going to win the Cy Young on your team. You would suspect that team is a lock for the playoffs, not two games over 500 out of the playoff picture sitting at home. So they really got to fire AJ Preller. If they don't do that, I really don't know what to say at this point. He's, he's had more than enough. The, the solution should not be to get rid of Bob Melvin. He is not the issue of what is going on. I really don't know how people sit here and look and say that there's been all this turnover and coaching, coaching staff, people in baseball ops. There's been one continuous person for the last decade of Padres baseball. It has been AJ Preller. I don't know of any other executive across any other sport that would get this long of a leash and have this many opportunities to hire a head coach, I guess a manager in the sense. And they have two playoff appearances in a decade. And not only that, they've had ample money to spend at for the last couple years and they can't make it work. What is the reasoning for bringing it back? There's no reason. No, it's bad. And I, I'm it, concerned really bad. And I'm concerned too, and it's gonna we're gonna look even more ridiculous 
is if we do let go of Bob Melvin and he goes to the Giants and just they'll torment us because they'll let him do what which is what he's always wanted to do, which is like you bring in the players, you let me coach this shit. I'll figure it out. Like that's how it should be. He's not gonna be micromanaged by Farhan. If we do that, it'll just be a disaster. So it's a huge off season. There's guys I feel like they need to extend, but they're cutting back on payroll. That'll be tough to see how it shakes out, but it's a disappointing season that hopefully as an organization, they get some things done, right. They fix some things, fire AJ Preller and they revisit next season, which is hopefully a more successful and bounce back one. I mean, that's all you can hope for. I mean, there's going to be a, Still quite a bit of turnover because Josh yeah, and Blake Snell feel all but well, gone. They're gone. Point. I mean, Snell's definitely gone. I as much as I wish we could get yeah. him back, he's gone. Hater's gone, which I frankly won't really miss that much after the way things kind of ended here down the stretch. Um, you're losing a trio, possibly like Waka. I mean, you're gonna lose Snell, you could lose Waka, you could lose Lugo, you could lose all three of those guys. You could be down to just two thirds of your rotation, and those two thirds, those two of the five are hurt right now. So it's like you got to find either a way to retain those guys or other options or really rely on player development. I mean, the other thing, this is the big issue, and this is like where all the dominoes come in. And it all has to do with the Soto extension, because yeah. like if you don't extend Soto, then you have a possibility of bringing some of those pieces back. But with the way that they're cutting back payroll for next year, if you bring them back, I think you basically have to kiss all those, those pieces goodbye. goodbye. So I, I think it's really interesting from an organizational standpoint what they're going to do. Again, they should have just extended Soto a long time ago. I agree. And not even been in this situation. Mm -hmm. um, but this is the way that Preller decided to manage it. Would you extend Soto or would you let him, would you figure out a trade or something like that with him this offseason? I would do whatever I can to sign Soto. I've been from it from the beginning. I would trade I other agree. pieces to keep Soto and cut payroll. See, um, I would, I would get creative agree. with it. I, I, I think, think Soto is the most valuable player on your team. And I know Fernando Tatis is on it, Manny Machado, but I agree. I think there's really no way that you should look at this situation and say, you don't extend Juan Soto. Uh, people like again, people thought this was a quote down year for Juan Soto. Like what, 33 home runs, over 100 RBIs, an OPS over 925, um, an on base almost at 400. Um, he's not a good defender, everyone knows that. But F4, I think he was like in the top 10. B War, he was in the top 10. Like most what, walks out of any player in the league. Yeah, I mean, his, I mean, just his peripheral stats were off the charts, the underlying stats off the charts, and he's only 24. You don't let generational talent just leave, you have to keep it. You have to keep it. I mean, there's just the thing about Preller, and I've been saying this all season because I'm very much against Preller, and I've been mm -hmm. against Preller for a long time. Yes. Um, It just sucks that we're in this situation where that we just extended all these players that we didn't need to extend and, like, that these are the decisions that made. Like, I don't get how Juan Soto wasn't the first one to be extended when we were talking about I agree. all of these. It's just crazy that, like, we're in a position of, like, we might actually have to trade Juan Soto, which is just bonkers. I agree. I think the biggest one to me that's just crazy out of them all is like, if you didn't give Cronenworth an $100 million deal, I think this would be done. The deal would be done. But that is so much cash locked up into a guy who wasn't even going to be free agent eligible for another like two to three years when he'd be 33 and you wouldn't have to worry about a price tag. Get you the other one is a hundred mil. Uh, yeah. That one's so bad. And the other one Terrible. I think is you Darvish to a certain extent. Certain I mean, extent, yeah. I mean, he's still good. Feels like he's good, but like he's older. He's getting injured now. Are we really in the conversation of like we decided to keep those two guys over Juan Soto? I that's agree. Really, that's really what we're thinking about at this point. Like, honestly, I'm just gonna say it. Like two above average starters, maybe even if we. I mean, you Darvish is above average at this point. He's I good. I just think like is. we gave Darvish number one money. He's not a number one anymore. No, he's a really good starter. But like thinking of the three, I always maintained if the guy when they're on, which was always the number one was Snell. And of course he proved it this year. It's like 
I mean, Darvish, I know he was going to be a free agent, but after the year that he had, if he'd been injured, you could have gotten him for less. And maybe then on their turn, you'd be able to bring back Snell this offseason. You wouldn't have to worry about it. That's the thing. I just feel like every decision Preller made last offseason was the Terrible. wrong one. I mean, we're talking about, we haven't even talked about the, the trade they made with the Pirates where um, Choi had zero hits as a Padre. He had he two hits. Over- he had two hits. Oh, he ended up having two hits. In his last two games, he had two hits. Oh, I didn't realize that. I, I knew up to a certain point he was over 24 with two walks. Yeah. So he sucks. I mean, there was not the pottery season were just it was just no. terrible in general. It was just bad. It, it was just bad. It it's just it was just bad. It was disappointing. I mean, another one is like Manny Machado. Like Yeah, it's a contract. I mean, I get why they wanted to keep him around, but it feel like at this point it sounds like Seidler went over everyone's head to make it happen. And now he's going to have surgery on his elbow. He's 33. Again, we're picking these that. players over Soto. That's the issue. Like, I know. That is a crucible of the issues that all these players should not have been paid over Soto. Soto should have been priority number one. That's the thing. Like, honestly, I don't, I mean, I hate the Cronenworth deal on its own, but like when you talk about these deals, it's just like, man, I can't believe that they decided that this was a better move than Juan Soto. I agree. And now I think we're at a very real possibility where they trade him, which like, sucks, which sucks. And it's a horrible reality. And there's all these Padres people trying to be like, no, they're working on extension, but it doesn't make any sense if they're going to cut the payroll by $50 million. I know. Cause the dollar no- number that he's supposed to be asking is like North of $400 million, which he showed again, why he probably is worth that. I mean, good God. But the other thing is like, if you think about it from a payroll perspective, like, what if they have another bad year like this year, next year? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Like, I then, don't know. Th- then you blow up everything, I guess. You can't even blow up anything, though, because who's going to take on the contracts of aging superstars like Machado or Xander if things got that bad? I mean, you could never get rid of them. You can't get rid of them now. Yeah, that's the other one. I kind of, I mean, Xander, Xander was good to end the year. I feel like Xander will be good next year, but he played fine. I mean, he was just, but again, it's another player they picked over Soto for some reason. I mean, again, another player we haven't even talked about that they picked over all these guys, Hassan Kim. Yeah, Kim's going to be gone, too. Kim's going to be a casualty after this season. There's no way we'll be able to retain him, I don't think. There's no way we'll be able to sign him. I mean, mean, again, the only way is that you get rid of Soto. But, like, the thing about Soto is it's not (laughs) like... You just want to do that? There's no way they should do that, but I'm kind of thinking they're going to. Which I, have a, I have a sneaking inclination that they probably are going to do that too. And it's going to be which really bad. I'm not going to lie. That deal with the nationals might go down as one of the worst. Well, that'll be why it's so history. bad. It'll go down because the nationals got a bunch of players who look really freaking good and are going to be valuable to them moving forward because their rebuild is going well. And we thought, I mean, Soto was important for the playoff push last year. But you thought it would be more than just like, hey, we get one playoff push out of them. You thought it'd be more than that, way more than that. And it's not looking like that right now at all. Well, and it's also like, it's not like he didn't play well. Like, he played well the like, entire great. time. Yeah. It's just like the team's organization just ran it, ran this whole I mean, situation San Diego very sport. poorly. It's, it's just San Diego sports at the end of the day. Sometimes I mean, if I'm going to have, I'm going to watch CJ Adrams continue to just rake. They haven't even called up James Wood yet. I know. Like, and James Wood gets here. It's just, it's going to be painful. And no, it's gonna be really, it's pretty bad. I mean, it's I can't bad. believe we're headed to a world where we had Juan Soto and, and we're going to trade him, him. And he's probably, he's probably going to become a freaking Dodger. No, don't and, say that. Don't say that. I mean, he probably will though. It's, he'll be like a Dodger be, or a Met, which is yeah, like or Brave. Team. Why or not Yankee. just go to the Braves at this point? Or a Yankee. I don't know. I mean, honestly, the Braves will probably sign him for like a ten-year, fifty million dollar contract going yeah, off. The Braves do to everyone. Braves have like no worries. But I don't know what they do to their players. I don't know if they hold them at like gunpoint in the negotiations, where they're like, sign the deal. Like you are worth three hundred million dollars, but you're going to sign for a hundred million. Yeah, I have no idea. They have so many players like that. Just, just finesse over. everyone. Albies, Acuna, like Michael Harris. Michael Harris on like a 10-year, like $80 million deal. I'm like, who the hell is saying, like, how does that happen? It makes no sense. Um, 
I mean, the Braves are going to win the World Series, but they probably should. If the Braves don't, that would be shocking. It would be shocking. I mean, it would I, be I shocking if they don't run the table on this. Because I mean, the only teams like I still think Houston can win it because Houston's been there. But in the American League, like the number one seed is Baltimore, who I think is super good, but they're also really ahead of schedule and they're super young. Yeah. So I don't know, but it should be Atlanta. Like this should be a. You know, Atlanta Braves should win this. I, I don't think. There's I think that's why time. people just aren't excited for the playoffs. Is it's almost like a bookmark at this point. And well, then all like those, you, all those like Padres the, fans that are like, "Oh, the playoffs suck now that the Padres aren't in it." Like, the league really wanted the Padres to be in it, and I'm like, again, they would have just gotten the table ran by them by the Braves too. And I know, like, I think really it's gonna suck. Like the wild card games in the National League are gonna suck. Like, I think the National yeah. League wild card teams are dog shit. Like the the Marlins are bad. They're not a good team. I really don't believe. Like the Diamondbacks, I don't think they're a good team either. But like the Dynamax objectively had a horrible second half. Like it was not good. They barely got it in at the end of it. So and yeah. the, even the Dodgers, like the Dodgers are like the weakest I have seen them. I mean, in a honestly, long time. to tell you the truth, the only reason that they're even sniffing that they're so good is because of Mookie Betts had an MVP season and then Freddie Freeman was basically yeah. a runner up. The two yeah, of them basically exactly. pulled them there. I mean, yeah, I mean, any other year Betts wins the MVP, but Acuna exists. But it's actually still pretty close in my mind. People are I will say this. This is the last comment I make on baseball. People are trying to tell me, though, that the Acuna season this year is better than Aaron Judge's season last year, which I'm like, you guys must really value stolen bases because Aaron Judge had like a top five single season of all time offensively last season. So let's let's relax on that. Also, uh, no one ever talks about this at the Braves, but Acuna plays just on a stacked lineup. Well, I mean, the team OPS is like 780 for that. That's crazy <laughs> to think that. Like they have no, like their worst hitter is Orlando Arcia. Practically, he was a freaking all star. They bring Ahmed Rosario off the bench, World Series MVP. Like what? They yeah. I mean, it, that's almost where I'm like, I almost think Betts should win just because like Acuna just played. I mean, Matt Olson was a 40 home run. Matt guy. Olson had like what 150 plus RBIs this year. He set yeah. the franchise record for home runs in a single season. That was like the most under radar god tier season of a first baseman you've ever seen. Sean Murphy, their catcher, like just rakes. I mean, give me a break. It's crazy. I that's why I almost think Betts deserves it because Betts, I actually think was the most valuable player on his team. Like Acuna, yes, crazy season, but like he wouldn't have done it if he wasn't on the Braves. Like the issue is he plays on the Braves. I mean, he did have a crazy year. I mean, the stolen base. He did. I'm not. Wild. I'm not taking away. No, I'm not but saying. I but I, I guess yeah, true. Like if you were to go by objectively most valuable overall, I think it's still really close on B War and F War. Who's higher between Betts and Acuna? But I don't know. Acuna's going to win it. Acuna's going to win it. But I mean, if someone like if Betts did win, I, people would be like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" But I feel like there would be a very justifiable argument for it too. So I agree. Yeah. I, I don't think it should be that far out of the realm of possibility. No. I mean, it's just a matter of time before Acuna wins uh world series MVP as well. So no, nah, it's always someone. I mean, he might, he might, I feel like Albies might. I mean, it's it. Honestly, what do they get, playoffs, what do they get bounced cool. in the first round? It's like last like, what do they get bounced in the first round? Wouldn't that be great? Ooh. I don't like the Marlins. Also the a little tangent before we go, uh, the MLB needs to change that. They don't reseed the playoffs. That stuff is so dumb. What do you mean they don't reseed? So it's already locked in. So it's it's the three four plays. Oh, they don't go like the lowest seed plays the one seed. No. Yeah, I think it's it. kind of dumb. No, they. I guess it's, it's true. Yeah, they don't do the reseeding. But they don't do, do the reseeding. They just pull them up. Like you already know who you're playing. I mean, MLB is typically pretty far behind on decisions like that. Rob Manfred's pretty dumb, but I agreed. I, I don't know why they don't reseed. Like the fact if you're the one seed, you just could possibly draw like the three. Like that sucks. Yeah, that's just dumb. That's the likely possibility. It's a very likely possibility. So, I don't know. It's just dumb. I guess, no, they would get the, the, the highest seed that they could see was a four seed. but Yeah, they would get the four or the five, and then the two could get the three or the six. But why Why would the why can't two, Why, why they... can't they get the, the lowest one? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any why. sense. Why would the Dodgers get the six? I don't know. I mean, that sucks. But yeah, they should reseed. That's a good point. I mean, because again, really... the Braves might pull the Phillies. And the Dodgers might pull the freaking Marlins. I know. I actually think, I really think the best series of Phillies will, I mean, sorry, the Braves will have will be against Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia will give them the best series regardless if they meet up. Yes, I, I think so too. I think the Phillies are the hardest beat for the Braves. 
Brewers could be sneaky too. Brewers will be a sneaky team in the playoffs, but they won't win anything. No, it's no. it. It'll just be bad for the Braves if they pull the Phillies. But like the other thing is like, why would baseball even want the Phillies to play the? Why would they, they want shouldn't. them to play in in the divisional round? They shouldn't want that. No, I, I mean you want that to be your championship series. Either want that or the Dodgers to be in the championship series against them, which I guess they. I don't know. They could, I don't know. but like. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I just, I kind of like part of me also hopes that like the Braves lose and then like, I don't know, the Twins. Like, we get, I really like, wouldn't it be great if we just got like a Twins Marlins World Series? Just like no one would care. Like, you, it'd be like Pablo Lopez versus fucking Jesus Lazardo game one. Everyone would be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I mean, that could be fun. It's not going to happen. But... No, it'll never happen, but it'd be kind of fun. It could be fun. Uh, last thing, let's talk about uh, Mariners somehow just fell apart at the end. Yeah, but the Mariners, they were kind of always interesting because they had, they traded, they sold the deadline and then got really hot. That whole AL West is really interesting. I'm bummed they didn't get in instead of like the Rangers being in. I think the Rangers are an easy out. The Rangers have no pitching. Yeah. So I think they get bounced kind of quick. The, the, the Mariners would have been a more intriguing team, a more intriguing city to have in, a more likable play, team really. So I wish they would have uh, they would have snuck in, but it is kind of unfortunate they did melt down a little bit. But they're still a really young team. Their entire starting five guys like George Kirby, Logan Gilbert are really young, fun to look forward to. But I agree. Yeah, would have been well, nice to see him. Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are a fake relationship. No, they're real. I'd say we're not going back to this. They're real. This you has can... been <laughs> this has been from the backseat. I hope you guys had a great great time listening i hope you guys check in again we'll be back next week to break down week five of the nfl season and the mlb playoffs as yep. they will be going on um and if you guys didn't check it out i posted my first boy math 101 video which yeah, ethan's was back on tiktok that was a banger yeah. for people made a, made, a little, made a little boy math video uh i will be back when i have ideas i'm not going to be posting as much but when I have ideas, things I'll probably make a boy math 2.0 because I thought of another one. No, oh, there you um, go. Like it. You can follow us on TikTok if you want to watch us there. You can follow us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like the video if you liked it. Uh, if you're listening to us, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Send in your bets to us. We're filling out slips. Yep. Have a great rest of your night, everyone. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>